Happy Friday, everyone. Welcome back to NYU Grad's daily podcast on stocks and finance. It is uh, Friday, January 5th, after market close. Hope everyone had a great day. Um, Let's jump right into the numbers. It was a little bit of a uh, quiet end to the week. But when you take a look at the week, I'll walk through it. It wasn't the best week for a new uh, year. But um, looking at breath, we had 148 new highs and we had 137 new lows. So this whole week, it's been kind of par, right? Like nothing crazy, nothing uneven. Uh, We had 46, I'm sorry, 48% of shares advancing and 46% of shares declining. Again, par. Um, We have 22% of shares below its 50-day moving average and... 34% of shares below its 200-day moving average. Those two numbers are increasing a little bit each day, so that's something to watch. Nothing to panic about, but something to watch. Uh, Taking a look at some of the sectors, uh, for the day, financials led the way to the upside, up 0.58%. Then you had utilities, energy, consumer cyclical, industrials, and tech in the green, but not too much, just like we're talking like 0.18%. And on the red or leading to the downside groups, we had consumer defensive, real estate, and healthcare. And healthcare has been leading this week for the most part. When you take a look at the weekly performance, actually, healthcare was the leading sector next to utilities and energy. Uh, that's not what you want to see in a bull market. Typically, that is uh, indication of rotation out of risk into safety. And for the week ending of January, uh, the first week of January 2024, technology led to the downside, then consumer cyclical, then real estate. Those were the big three losing sectors. And, uh, why you may ask i think primarily it's because of rates yields are now at four percent plus for the 10-year yield and i and i warned going into the holiday break that it's very binary right now it's just yields and you're going to hear the fed the treasury secretary cnbc bloomberg all the pundits jawbone about the machinations of Jerome Powell and the Fed. What does that word mean? What does the word sequence mean? What does his tie mean? Was it Dirty Harry or was it, you know, a, a dove party at the mic? Like, it's just so asinine. Everyone is just hanging on bated breath about rates. But unfortunately, that's all that matters right now. So, with the backdrop of how important rates are, with our record exploding debt, federal, uh, consumer, and corporate, a little bit of an increase or decrease in the yields matters a lot. It matters a lot in, con- in context to employment, whether they're going to fire your ass or not. And it matters a lot to your monthly bill for your credit card, for a new home mortgage, uh, for corporate debt 
uh, as it rolls over from lower interest rate yields on all of their uh, capital investments uh, and whether they keep the lights on and pay their rent. Um, it matters a lot when everything you do is fed on debt. So keep watching the 10-year yield. If you put a gun to my head and ask where I think yields are going, I believe inflation never went away. No matter what the Fed says, no matter what the PCE says, how do I know? I have friends in the movie industry who are very well off. I'm talking like producers of movies you see on Netflix, like executive producers, right? They have a house up in the Hollywood Hills and they're traveling the world to bankers, to artists, all the way to single mothers who are working through jobs. And I have to tell you, unless you're making $5 million a year plus in this country, you are impacted by inflation right now. Uh, and it's not coming out in this PCE report that everyone is reporting on Wall Street, okay? Um, if you are not the primary shopper in your household, you should go take a look. Go, uh, go shop for a mortgage. Go shop for a car with a loan. Go to your local grocery store, Whole Foods or whatnot. Uh, add up all of your monthly entertainment streaming subscription accounts and how much you pay as a household. Then look at how much you're paying today for uh, utilities. Then your insurance, your health insurance. Uh, then your uh, home insurance, if you own a home. And then you tell me that inflation is killed. And Janet Yellen was successful, and Jerome Powell was successful in taming or killing inflation, and we have a perfect soft landing. And hit me up. Comment on the show notes or email me. And when you grad at substack.com, that inflation is dead in your household. I would love to see it. And you don't have to give me exact numbers, but let me know what your household income is. And we'll see what's what. But my thesis is that inflation never went away. They're, they're saying that it went away, but it hasn't. And I think that inflation is going to rage this year. And I think there will be a decoupling of yields and the currency of the US dollar. I believe that yields are going to rise regardless of what Jerome Powell says because the market will know and act on the raging inflation. Um, why I say it will decouple from the dollar is I believe that the Fed and the government in an election year will do the only thing they know how is to print and that's going to impact the US dollar in the middle of fighting an inflation war um, but I digress um, it was a slow day for the for the market on this Friday 
uh, I'm going to take the opportunity to walk through uh, kind of a freebie lesson on a initiative trade setup uh, in the context of market profile. So um, I'm going to assume you all know what ARK Investment Management LLC is, managed by Kathy Woods. Um, during the bull market, she's uh, become very famous because of her investments and uh, she's on like CNBC every day talking her book about uh, all manners of risk assets like Tesla, Bitcoin, etc. I think she went on stage at the Bitcoin conference last year and said, Bitcoin to a million with uh, Michael Saylor. Um, but she's the poster child for risk assets going higher, okay? And one of the strategies that I have personally, this is not advice, is I will uh, trade both ways. If markets are in an upswing, I will typically trade ARK, A-R-R-A-R-K-K. Sorry, if you missed it, the ticker symbol is A-R-K-K. And if it's in a downtrend, I'll actually buy ARKK as a hedge, right? And if we're in a downtrend, I will pick up puts um, in related to companies and stocks that I think are going to go down and they have good setups uh, through either put options or option strategies or I'll just buy uh, volatility shares outright like when the VIX is uh, at like you know 12 bucks. Um, so that's kind of like my double-edged sword uh, where I'll trade both ways. But when you take a look at ARKK, um, it's a perfect example of one of my favorite setups is uh, you look at market profile. And before I go into this, uh, I'll describe market profile as simply as I can. If you look at the market, it's just basically a exchange of currency for a share of something. And typically, you'll have ranges that form. And that range is called the balance area. That is where uh, buyers and sellers are exchanging something, whether it's shares of Apple or shares, or, you know, or, or, or Fuji apples at the grocery store. Everything has a price. And at a certain price range, you'll have buyers and sellers uh, exchanging currency for a share of something. Um, when that balance area has uh, enough days and volume, especially sometimes you'll have a, a balance area that goes years, but um, typically even like a few weeks is good enough for me. Uh, and in the middle of the balance area, you have a high volume node. That is where the majority of exchanges are happening for that asset or fruit or goods of service. That acts as a magnet. And the longer the balance area, typically the stronger the move out of that balance area. It can go up or down. Um, so that's just a quick precursor um, preview of, of market profile. And the beauty of this is 
when you are at the edges of the balance areas, sometimes you get so lucky that you have a mini balance area within the large balance area, like a fractal. And you can wait till the breakout or the breakdown. You can trade within that trading range as well, right? You can trade, like if something's trading between 100 and, and then 50, for two years, you can just trade that range. But when you have a long balance area and then you have a breakout up or breakout down, it's very powerful. Um, and ARC uh, exhibited this um, back in December. So back in December, uh, it started to trade in the balance from I would say the second week of December till December 13th when the Fed, everyone said the Fed pivoted on December 13th. And it was clearly in the balance area between, and it was tight too. It was like 47 and a quarter to 49-ish. But after the FOMC Fed pivot day, it rallied out of that balance area. And it traded very strong uh, into the end of the year, much like a lot of assets, all assets, all the way to $54.79. You could have easily gotten in on the breakout and booked your profits at like 52 even on the downside swing, uh, you know, gave up some of those profits, but still easily gotten out and booked your profits. Um it is now exhibiting a similar scenario where it's creating a balance area between 48 and 49. A really tight balance area here. And the beauty of this is that if you zoom out of the chart, it's backtesting a very wide basing pattern. So we broke out of the basing pattern, the large one, multi-year, and we broke out of the you know, three, two-week uh, balance area from December. So it's backtesting now. After this backtest, it's kind of flailing. It's either going to fail miserably or it's going to backtest and go and fly higher. So whichever side you're on, bullish or bearish, this gives you a perfect opportunity to go long or short ARKK with a very tight stop. You can go long ARK anywhere between 48 and 49, but if you're more conservative, just wait till it breaks out of this trading range of like 49. Buy at 49, put your stop at 48 and a half, and if this thesis runs true, it could fly past $60 and you just hold and you just raise your stops. Same way if you're bearish, you go short once it breaks down out of this range below 48 and you adjust your stops accordingly as, and as it goes down. If it reverses on you, you just get out. Um, and um, this is not financial advice. This is my observation of market profile in context of ARC innovation funds. Uh, I'll, I'll post all of these charts in the show notes so you can review them. Um, but it's one example. And if you go with me on my time machine, my DeLorean, 
I'll give you one other example here. And this is one that I never traded before in my life. Uh, but it's on one of my, you know, woulda, shoulda watch lists. Um, if you look at Synopsis, the ticker is S as in Sam, N as in Nancy, P as in Paul, S as in Sam. Uh, this stock broke out, it developed a range between 1993 through 2014. Okay, so almost a decade. It created this balance area. And in 2013, December 2nd, 2013, it started to break out of this balance area. And if you were to have been able to buy that uh, initiative move out of that range at $37, um, it's trading at over $490 today. Uh, Slope of Hope has a great woulda, shoulda calculator. You just enter a ticker symbol and the dollar amount you could have invested and the date that you would have invested and it'll tell you today what that present value of that investment or trade would have been. Uh, but basically $10,000 back in December 2nd of 2013 would have netted out $134,000 and 230 cents. I mean, 134, $134,230. Uh, which equates to 1,242% gain. Uh, it's obviously not as good as it would have been if you bought Tesla, I mean uh, NVIDIA, uh, back at that same date, which would have been up 13,000%. But when you take a look at the chart of synopsis, if you got in on that trade, it never violated the initiative move out. You could have bought and just put it away and just kept raising your stops, but it never ever went back to the entry point of that trade. Um, it's a really powerful um, setup. There are many ways, right? People trade many different setups and technical fundamental analysis, but uh, this one is the one that I look for the most uh, and I wanted to share this setup with you guys and girls. Um, so take a look at it over the weekend. So what was strong uh, and stuck out? The 10-year is above 4%. That's going to be uh, potentially a headwind for risk assets. Keep a hawk eye on the 10-year yield. Uh, Russell was the weakest, but indices didn't really move much. Uh, everything closed near uh, Thursday's close. Uh, I report on Kira Sushi quite a bit. I've never eaten there. I love sushi, though. Um, they reported earnings and guidance. They're up 17% today. Uh, looking at the chart, and I'll post it, it looks a little overextended here for sushi, to be honest. Uh, but keep an eye on it. I've been reporting on it for months now as a uh, bullish setup. Um, so I don't have any position in Kirasushi, but if you do, congrats, but manage your risk because it looks a little bit overdone here. Uh, what else was up today? Hovanian, the home builder up 4.33%. You had Delta Airlines up 34 
you had UCO, which is oil related, up 3.78. PayPal up 2.8, but PayPal has been uh, pummeled in the past six months. Uh, you had Ally Financial up 2.6, Nvidia up 2.29, and on the weak side, uh, not too bad. You had Cart, which is Instacart, down 2.4. You had AI down 2.23. Uh, Roblox, the mobile gaming company, down 2.16. Rivian car, EV cars, down 2.15, and Arm Holdings down 1.96. Um, but that's it for today. Uh, I, I wanted to take a slow uh, Friday just to kind of focus on one setup as an example for market profile initiative trades. Um, I want to thank all of the new subscribers uh, that came in this week. I'm uh, humbled. Uh, one thing I learned over the break, because when you create content, you don't have much time to uh, absorb content. And over the break, I, I absorbed a ton of financial content, whether it's YouTube, podcast, reading. And one thing I learned was you, the reader, or we all, the reader, uh, and, and podcast listeners have so much at our fingertips. So I just want to thank you for even sharing a sliver of your time to subscribe and listen and read the Substack. So with that, have a great weekend. I will see you guys and girls after the Monday session. And if you have questions, email me or comment on the show notes. I'll see you all later.